Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, August the 28th, 2024, or 2023, sorry, August the 24th, 2023. Hope you're having a great day today. We are, uh, speaking of fours, we're jumping into Galatians chapter four today. So, yeah, I hope you're, uh, hope you're having a good week. Um, yeah first uh everybody's kind of back in the swing of fall now and uh are starting to get there i don't know maybe a little overstatement to say we're there but we're getting there and then of course uh all the kids back at school getting that fall routine back uh underway now we just need the cooler weather to kind of cooperate with that right a little cooler weather might be a a nice uh nice accompaniment (laughs) to the fall um all right you guys we're gonna be in galatians chapter four as i said so uh let's dive in see what the lord has to say to us today you know what we do we read we pray we change the world let's do it galatians chapter four what i am saying is that as long as an heir is under age he is no different from a slave okay so remember paul's using the analogy here of um, the law is like a guardian or like a two uh yeah the, the law had a guardian guardianship over uh us until uh we were um freed till we were adults as it were and uh by grace till we were freed by grace the law served its purpose to guide us and to sort of be our custodian or our guardians custodians wow our uh, our guardians until uh, its time was finished, and so he's saying. So what I'm saying is, as long as you're as as long as an heir is under age, he has no he is no different than a slave. So uh, you get no uh, rights as an heir until you are uh, of age, uh, and so strictly in terms of inheritance, the uh, the underage. Um, descendant has, is no different than the slave. Neither one of them are, uh, have rights to the inheritance. The heir, so he, so read that again. Uh, what I'm saying is that as long as the heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by the father. So also, when we were under age, here you go, here's the... Uh, He's going to draw the bridge here to the draw the draw the, the connection to the analogy now between the law between law and grace and this analogy of guardian uh, of, of underage and um, and being a slave and all of that. So also when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of this world. Um, a lot of confusion about that. Uh, same thing in Colossians. That same phrase is used. Uh, and scholars debate a lot about what that means. What are the elemental uh, elementary forces 
that Paul's talking about is he's talking about some sort of Gnosticism uh, that had a, a cos, uh, cosmology that taught that you had to uh, get to certain levels of spirituality and certain levels of knowledge. And, um, or is he talking about um, things like fate, things like superstition, um, uh, these basic sort of impersonal forces that control the world? Who knows? Um, but anyway, we're set, we're, we, were, we were in slavery under those things. <laughs> but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Hmm. But when the time, so uh, when the time was fully, when it's time for the guardian to be released of his duty, when the, uh, in the, in, in God's sovereign estimation and plan of time, when the time had fully come, when it was, the time was right, uh, God sent his son uh, to redeem those under the law, to set us free. We were no longer slaves. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes we wait, we wait a long time for God to, you know, I was thinking of this, this topic of uh, in the fullness of time. Um, you know, there's, um, sometimes we pray for things and we at, we're asking God for things and uh, it may seem like a long time before God answers. Um, but in a sense, a miracle, uh, in, it's kind of two sides of this, right? In a, in a sense, a miracle happens overnight, just boom, instantly. But in another sense, it takes a while. <laughs> it's kind of like overnight success, right? Yeah, one day you're not a success, the next day you are. But that overnight, overnight success took a minute. <laughs> um, and so I think it is with the Lord, with uh, sometimes our prayers. Um, but it's amazing once uh, God delivers, once God sets free, once God gives direction, um, how it just uh, brings hope and joy. And maybe you're praying for something right now. I just want to encourage you that uh, when the fullness of time comes, and we don't always know, we, you know, we don't have God's perspective, right? So we don't know when the fullness of time is, but God does. And so we trust him that at just the right time, he'll do what needs to be done. Um, in, in for you and in your life. Um, and so here, uh, you're talking about Jesus at just the right time. God sent his son uh, born under the law to redeem those under the law um, that we might receive adoption um, to sonship. So we were, uh, Paul's using this analogy of like, before the law, we were we were being um, guided by guardianship, the law. But when Jesus came, we were adopted. We were adopted from uh, being under this guardianship to we were adopted uh, to sonship, to heirs. Man, that's great news. You are an heir of God. All of all of the riches and and splendor, which is hard for us to even comprehend, even you know get our minds around. But the riches and the glory of God are ours because He has adopted us through Jesus to sonship. Woo, that's good news, man. Because you are His sons, verse six, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, 
the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. Hmm. So God has adopted us, and he has given us his spirit, a spirit that says we're family. It calls that's the spirit in us that calls out to God the Father, Abba, Dad. It's an intimate, personal relationship with the Father. And that's what God has placed in us. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's adopted us, but it's not only a legal agreement. It's not only on paper. He's given us the Spirit that is in our hearts that, that connect relationally with God. Mm. So it's legal and it's relational. Come on now. Legal and relational. It's on paper and it's in your heart. <laughs> mm hmm. I like that. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. Come on. You need to hear that. You're not a slave. You're God's child. That's who you are. You're not a slave. You're God's child. Yeah. And since you are a child, God has made you also his heir. Man. Mm. You're his heir. Formerly, a little reminder of where you were, formerly when you were when you did not know God, you were slave to those who by nature are not gods. So he's talking about paganism. When you didn't know God, you were you were slave to all this paganism crap. All this these false gods, <clears throat> false deities. You thought you had to do that, this, and do that to, to earn and appease, their, uh, appease them and to earn their approval. You were a slave. You weren't sure because uh, you, you thought you were a, a, a slave to all these forces, these unforeseen forces. But now that you know God, big G, big G, <laughs> you know, with a, with a big G, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mean, I don't feel right calling God big G, but you know what I'm saying? Not little G, big G, big, big, big G, capital G. <laughs> um, formerly when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, so it's not just about... <clears throat> us knowing God, is that we realize that he knows us. There's great peace in that, man, when you realize that God knows you. He knows you. He understands. He, um, he sees you. Yeah. But now that you know God, or rather that you are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Remember, that was the Galatians' problem. They kept going back to, the, to legalism. He says, why are you doing that? Why are you going back there? You've been set free. You've been adopted. You're no longer a, a slave. You're no longer being, you're under the guardianship of the law, nor are you under the, these elementary forces of this world, that craziness. You're free from all that. So why would you want to go back? You've been set free. You've been, you've been promoted, as it were, from a slave to an heir. Why would you want to go back to be a slave? By, uh, by adhering to all the, the rigorous rules of the law and try to earn your salvation through the law. Nah, don't do that, you say. You are obs you're observing special days and months and seasons and years. 
So all these special holidays, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to keep this ritual, keep that ritual, you got to do this thing, you got to go to that thing. He's like, man, why? Why are you doing this? This is pretty, it's pretty silly. He says, I fear for you, verse 11, I fear for you that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. Woo! That's rough, man. That's rough. Paul's like, man, I, he's, he's scared. He's worried. He's like, did I waste the message of grace on you? Because you seem determined to go and uh, enslave yourself again in these elementary forces of the world, these elementary pagan philosophies and doctrines and uh, religious legalism. Seems like you're just you're just uh, determined to go back and do that. Hmm. I plead with you, verse twelve. I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like you. You did me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. So now Paul's kind of reminiscing on how it all started, right? He's thinking about like when I first shared the gospel with you. Go, let's go back to that. <laughs> go back to where, you know, I came to you in, in sickness and illness and you, you, you received me. You listened to me. You, you opened up your heart to the message of the gospel that was being shared through a, a sickly vessel. You know, someone who wasn't on the top of their game, but you were your your hearts were eager. You were you were hungry. You were you were um, open to the gospel. Go back to that. He's like, instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus Himself. Where then is your blessing of me now? He's like, go back to that. Well, you know, the way you blessed me then, and listened to me, and and were eager to hear the gospel, go back to that. I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn your own eyes out and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Again, Paul is just uh, he's just taking a little trip down memory lane right there, thinking about how, you know, reminding them of how eager they were and kind and gracious to Paul. And he's like, man, let's go back to that. Hmm. Go back to that eagerness for the gospel. I think it's a good reminder for us in our Christian walks from time to time is just to, to remember where we, how we started, man. You know, remember the grace that was given to us and how eager we were to hear the message of grace, how eager we were to hear the gospel, how eager we were to know more about God, to share the good news of Jesus, uh, how eager we were to and thankful that we were now adopted into the family of God, overwhelmed by the thought that we were now heirs of God, that we were his sons and daughters, that we were, we would now receive the blessings of Jesus. All of that, just to go back there from time to time and just be thank, just sit in that place and be thankful. Mm. It can uh, help rekindle not only our relationship with the Lord, but uh, our purpose, help us rekindle our purpose and our, our fervency for evangelism. It also helps clarify. You know, if we get tripped, we get, we get on so many tangents, we can get so uh, tripped up on all these different issues and nuances of the faith and all these different doctrines. Sometimes just going back to the simple beginning helps clear the fog. That's what Paul's trying to do. He's like, hey, let's go back, man. Let's go back. You're all, you're all tied up in knots about all this, you know, what all these 
false teachers are kind of bombarding bombarding you with. <laughs> I think that that's right. Bombarding you with. Yeah, that's right. Um, so let's so let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back and think about how simple it was. How simple it was when you heard the simple message of the gospel uh, that Jesus gave his life as an atoning sacrifice for your sin, that you don't have to work to earn it. You just accept by faith that his work on the cross was sufficient. And God, through him, adopts you into the family and gives you the Holy Spirit into your heart. Hmm, go back to that. Those people who are zealous to win you over, but not for your good, or those people are zealous to win you over, but not for your good. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good, and to be so always, not just when I'm with you. My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you now and change my tone because I am perplexed about you. You can feel the weight, right? You can feel the, the weight of this pastor, this apostle for the children, for these, uh, for the, for these, the people of God here. He's just, he's feeling the weight of like the concern for them, of where they're going to go, how they're going to end up, what direction they're going to go with uh, the way they're being um, led. And so he's trying to, you know, he calls it childbirth. <laughs> I'm sure that's like the pain of childbirth, seeing that you, get rooted and grounded in Christ, and you don't get uprooted by these people who are teaching um, falsities. So it's okay to be zealous. Just be zealous for the right things. Don't get zealous for legalism. Don't get zealous for this new idea that really has no basis in Jesus. Man, also a great reminder for us. People are bombarding us all the time with new ideas. Man, it's okay to be zealous. But be, how about being zealous about the things that ultimately matter? Yeah. Verse 21, tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and the other by a free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of divine promise. So God told Abraham, you will... Um, You'll be the father of many nations. They get a little restless because they weren't having children, Abraham and Sarah. So they, uh, they, uh, Hagar, um, has a child for Abraham. And so Paul's going to use that, uh, that story as an analogy for the law and grace. So his son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of the promise. The promise was not Ishmael, the, the son born uh, to Hagar. That was, that was man's effort to solve a problem. <laughs> God promised, but because the promise was delayed in coming, uh, Abraham and Sarah said, you know what we'll do? We'll just get Hagar. We'll just get a concubine, um, and you can have a child with her, and we'll say that's the promise. And, and, but that was the work of the flesh. That was the human ingenuity, figuring out, solving a problem. But in due time, Sarah conceived and had a child, which was uh, Isaac. That was the promise of God. So one was the work of God. 
the promised child. The other was the work of uh, human endeavor. So Paul's uh, drawing the parallel. One's the work of the flesh, one's the work of the, of the promise. These things are being taken figuratively. It's just an example. You know, he's just giving an example. The, woman represent, the, the women represented two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are slaves. So he's saying uh, Hagar and Ishmael, that's, that's uh, uh, analogous to the law. The law was given at Mount Sinai. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Shout for joy and cry aloud, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her, than of her who has a husband. Mm. Now you, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of the promise. We're children of the promise. Through grace, we're children of the promise. We're not children of the law. At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born, born by the power of the Spirit. Ishmael, you know, Ishmael and Isaac at war with each other. It is the same now. Paul's like saying in, my contemporary, in the contemporary time that Paul's writing, he's like, they're still at each other's neck. They're still at each other's throat. But what does the Scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, and the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. Hmm. Yeah, Paul's, just, Paul's using that story from the patriarchs to show the, uh, to draw um, a distinction between being a child of the flesh and a child of the promise, a child of the law, and the child of the promise, and when the when the when the when the promise comes, the uh, um, the one that you know the idol's got to go, <laughs> right? When you're when 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 the when the heir to the promise comes, you've got to acknowledge it, you know. You know, sometimes we work to answer our own prayers, and then when God answers it the way it should be answered, we got to let go of that that little that little answer that we've been working on. We got to let that go and go after the thing that God has actually provided. Yeah. Hmm. That's sometimes hard to do, man. You know, because we, when, when we're, especially when prayers are delayed, we start wanting to fix it, start wanting to fix it, try to do it ourselves, and then we realize down the road, wait, wait a minute, God had a different plan, man. So now, you gotta, uh, now we got to undo all the stuff that we've been trying to work and finagle to make room for what God's actually trying to do. Hmm. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being on today. I hope you, hope you are, are encouraged that you are an heir, that you are no longer a slave. And, uh, and that's good news. That's good news. And you are, you're not only an heir on paper, you got, it's written on your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, let's pray, you guys. Lord, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your love and kindness. Thank you for right and salvation on our hearts. It's legal, it's official, but it's also relational. It's on our hearts. So thank you, God, for that. Thank you for the gift of eternal life, the reality that we have all the benefits and blessings uh, of being your child. I pray for my friends today. May you encourage and strengthen them. If they have special needs, special things they're facing, may you give them power and strength and blessing for the day. You are good. We love you so much. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a fantastic day today. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing this podcast. It means a lot to me. Uh, it also invites other people into this community where we can learn and grow together. Hope you guys have a great day. Um, we'll be back at it on Monday as we, let's see, what, what are we doing Monday? Um, Ephesians, we'll be jumping over to the book of Ephesians. So if you want to finish out the book of Galatians, uh, read through Galatians chapter 5, and then we'll be in Ephesians 1 on Monday. See you then, guys. Love you guys. See you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.